Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Monday, June the 19th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 12, verses 1 through 12. Mark 12, verses 1 through 12. And in this particular passage, Jesus once again enters into a discussion with the religious establishment of his time, the chief priest, the scribes, and the elders. And once again, he speaks to them in parables. doesn't speak to them directly, but he speaks to them in a parable, which has a profound and deep meaning uh, for all who can truly listen and understand. And Jesus says, there was a man, and the man has a vineyard, beautiful vineyard. And he does all of this work. He hedges around it. He digs a vat. And he also erects a tower. So it's a beautiful, developed, cultivated piece of land that he owns. And he leases out, he rents his uh, land to tenant farmers. And the man goes on a journey. The owner goes on a journey. He goes away. And uh, in due time, he returns from his journey. And he sends a messenger uh, to the tenants to obtain from them his share of the produce from the vineyard. That's the way it works. He didn't take the whole vineyard. He didn't take all of their produce and all of their labor. Whatever they agreed upon uh, as part of their arrangement, uh, he came to receive in justice. And the response of the tenant farmers is they seized the man who was sent uh, and they uh, treat him shamefully. They beat him and they send him off empty-handed. In other words, it was time for them to pay what they owed the owner. But instead of paying, they paid him with a severe beating and they sent him back empty-handed. Well, the owner then sends another servant whom they beat over the head and treated shamefully. And he sent another, and this time, they, they up the ante, they kill him. Uh, so then, too, he sent many others. Some they beat, some they killed. And finally, the tenant, uh, the, the vineyard owner, has only one left to send, and it's his son whom he loves. And he says, surely they will have to respect my son. And those tenants said to one another, here is the one who will inherit everything. Let us kill him and the inheritance will be ours. In other words, if the, the tenant, uh, if the owner of the vineyard has no son or no heir to give it to, by law, the tenants who have uh, been working the land, they would inherit uh, there. Uh, what's left of the land. It would become theirs. 
So they kill him. And Jesus said, uh, they uh, seized him, they killed him. And he says, what do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do? He will come and destroy those tenants and turn his vineyard over to others. In other words, there comes a time in which the patience and the goodness of the owner of the vineyard has reached an end. He has gone the extra mile, the third and fourth and fifth mile. He sent all of these messengers, all of these emissaries, to simply require what injustice was his due. He didn't have to uh, lease out his property. He could have kept it all for himself. But he goes and he places his property under their care with the understanding that they would share and give what is justly the owner's uh, due. But their response is one of violence, one of hatred. And Jesus says to the religious establishment that's there, the chief priests, the scribes, the elders, he says, are you not familiar with the passage? The stone rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone of the structure. It was the Lord who did it, and we find it marvelous to behold. In other words, the, the, the cornerstone, that is, that upon which the whole structure rests, is the sun, and they have killed that sun. But, but the, the owner of the vineyard will erect a permanent one because he will not allow his son to remain dead. The parable, of course, is the parable of the father in Jesus and their response. That is, the father has sent the prophets holy men and women, to call the people back again and again and again throughout Israel's history to return to the Lord and give to the Lord what is his due. Praise, thanksgiving, and their obedience because that's the covenant they entered into with Moses and with Abraham. Remember at Mount Sinai, they enter into the covenant to worship the Lord and him alone. And throughout history, they violate the covenant and God, showing his mercy and his forgiveness, sends the prophets and sends all of his messengers to try and bring them back to simply do what the Lord uh, has a right to have. And finally, he sends Jesus his beloved son. And what did they do? They put him to death. And the religious establishment, they want to arrest him, for they knew well enough that he meant the parable for them. That's their response. Their response is always anger, destruction, death, violence.
That's the way of the evil one. In the presence of God's messengers, those who are sent by God, they are met by the opposition of the world. And often that opposition comes from a source that we would not expect. We would expect the scribes and the Pharisees, the chief priests, the elders, to embrace the Son, to lead the people, to return to the Lord. They do just the opposite. And finally, they left him and they went off. The religious establishment leaves. The parable is for us. The Lord has entrusted to us each day in that part of God's world that he has entrusted to us to truly cultivate and to further develop the gifts that the Lord has given to us. And the Lord will come at a time we do not know, an hour we do not expect, and we will be called to render an account of our stewardship because we have the scriptures, we have the, the teachings of Jesus, we have the sacraments, we have all of these things to call us again and again into deeper communion with God. Do we, like these bad tenants, rise up against the Lord and reject Jesus? Or do we indeed return to the Lord what the Lord has given us? The Lord has given us everything. It is the Lord's earth and all therein. The Lord has given us the gift of life. And it is a stewardship. It's not ours to possess, to own, and to do what we want as we will. But in following the Lord, we produce an abundance and a richness beyond our capacity each and every day. If the Lord called us today to render an account of our stewardship, how would we stand before the Lord in justice? and before God's mercy. So let us today take a lesson from this parable. Let us be the good, the good tenants, the good stewards of God's manifold gifts to us. Let us render to God what God has given us in trust and in care. Let us not reject the Lord and turn from Jesus, but rather let us open our whole being to return to the Lord what he has given us so that the Lord may welcome us for all eternity into his divine presence. And the Lord will say to us, come, O good and faithful servant. You have served long and loved well. Come take possession of the kingdom that I have prepared for you since the foundation of the world. Let us be those good stewards this day. God bless you.